right, all right, all right. We're back on Talk to Me with T and Maddie B. I gotta confess, Maddie B is ditching out for the for the next couple episodes. He's got exams or some nonsense, you know. He's not prioritizing his life well, at any rate. <laughs> and so, good news, listeners. I've got Caleb Motts, friend of the show, frequent guest speaker, guest. Uh, Guest, uh, I don't know if speaker is the right word. I don't think it is. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's pretty. Uh, that's a lofty title. Yeah, that's a little too formal, I think. <laughs> guest contributor, let's say. Guest well, collaborator. He's here with us today, um, and and we got a great episode for you guys. Um, Caleb, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. Um, you know, just got off work here. Uh, had some had some supper and. Yeah, it's it's uh, good to sit down and and be on the podcast again. Yeah, I, you guys missed it, but Caleb was drinking a trademark old fashioned. <laughs> yes, uh, I made an old fashioned before I sat down. Yeah, I mean, uh, most people don't know this, but the only reason I know about what an old fashioned is and appreciate that cocktail is because when we go to your house, you make us old fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of became a, a staple, I guess. And it's then, great. Uh, you know, Kyle, a friend of ours too, he, he makes them all the time. So, oh, this is so uh, you good. Know, you're, you're around them a lot. <laughs> and I just recently realized uh, how simple it is to make. You know, it's not a terribly difficult <laughs> drink. You just take a little, it doesn't even take that long. It's just, but it's so yeah. good once you make it, you know? Oh man, yeah, they, they're, they're definitely delicious. And what's cool is you can kind of take them a bunch of different directions, you know, like you can try different alcohols, you can do a bunch of different sugars and, and whatnot. Like the one I'm having tonight is, uh, I made it with uh, maple syrup instead of simple syrup. Right, how was that? Really good, yeah. yeah? You could taste the maple? Oh yeah, it's really quite nice. Um, there's a, a bottle of, uh, it's called whiskey barrel aged maple syrup. So it's I got it from whiskey flavored maple syrup. Yeah, it's actually it's really good on its own. Oh. Um, I got it from a shop here in town, and uh, yeah, it's great. There was a cocktail recipe right in the back of it for old so, fashioned. Yeah, so I was already like, oh wow, this sounds great on pancakes, and then I saw the cocktail recipe and I, <laughs> sold, and, and I bought it. <laughs> and it has not disappointed. It is very good. Oh, fair enough. It looks good. It looks good. Um, that's cool. So, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and segue. What else? <laughs> what else did you do this weekend, Caleb? <laughs> oh man, I don't know, Tarek. <laughs> I think in, I think in the text I thought I was being really witty, but uh, this weekend uh, Jamie and I lost our VR cards. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty witty. I thought that was pretty funny. Did I not reply? I don't think I did. I don't know if you did. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Maybe um, it's a really bad joke. <laughs> And as our listeners know, a few weeks ago, Maddie and I covered just briefly VR, this technology, um, how it's becoming a little bit more popular. You can go to VR arcades. I've gone a number of times, and now Caleb and his wife have gone. What did you guys think? It was great. Yeah, we had a bit of a like a date night on Saturday, and we thought we'd want to try something different, try something new. And we we never been to this place, and we gave it a go. Um, we ended up doing the uh, zombie apocalypse uh, kind of survival shooter. It's a co-op one. We worked together and you know cracked the little secrets and, and and it was like I was skeptical going in, like because I've heard the graphics aren't great and whatever else, but it was actually really good. I, I was quite impressed with the way it looked and nice. and, and it's like it's immediately immersive. Like you, it, it's pretty unreal how quickly like you're into it. Yeah. And, uh, it was a lot of fun. You guys are working together, trying to solve problems, and yeah. And I found like the the shooting mechanic of it was actually like 
was pretty good. Like I, I, I do game a fair bit. I, um, you know, um, <laughs> I game I'm a an, fair bit. <laughs> I, I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm a decently avid gamer. Nice. Um, so like I immediately kind of recognized the, you know, the mechanics of it. And it was just really cool to like actually have it so tactile and, and like, you know, in your hands. And I was very impressed with the way it all worked. It, it was very, um, very satisfying. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, and and did either of you get sick at all? No, we didn't get sick at all. Um, I think it's maybe dependent on the type of game that you play. Um, in this one, I found that we would move a fair bit, like through the map, and then we would end up staying put for maybe like thirty seconds to a minute on average, like just looking around or shooting stuff. So the motion wasn't so continuous. That right. It was, like, right. And do you jump to the like? Do you jump forward or do you sort of move more fluidly? Um, it, I, I found that interesting. Actually, it was kind of a mix between the two. So, like, you would point, like, in your field of view, you'd kind of point to where you wanted to go, and you press a button on the controller. You jump and, there, and it jumps there. And then within that space, like, you have the physical space you're actually standing in uh, to, to move around, right? That makes more sense in terms of preventing you from getting sick. Exactly. Think, so, yeah. like, it, it's a mixture of both. Like, you obviously can't walk through the map naturally. Because you know you'd run out of cable pretty quick, yes, um, or or run into something. So yeah, the, the the physical area that you can walk around in, and the movement in the game kind of work together, and it's actually pretty neat. Okay. Yeah. So, but you've done it a bunch yourself, like you, you know, like I do. How that works. And yeah. I played that game once as well or twice. Okay. Right. Um, right. And I do remember, like like you said, I mean, I, you probably don't look as cool to the outside world, but you do kind of feel like a badass when you're lining oh, up man. a guy. Headshot, and then you just one shot, right? You know, you just like. Oh man, it's so great! <laughs> I, I'm like, I'd kind of like strut up to a zombie and like have my gun sideways, <laughs> like kill shot, and just. Like, oh man, it's, it's pretty great. Oh goodness! Yeah. And like reloading the guns is fun, and like it's just really cool. Oh yeah, because you have to tap your belt or something like that, like to. Uh yeah, well, something like that. I forget exactly what it was, but like you can watch the gun be reloaded, and yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Know, it, There's just some really badass yeah. like moments at any rate um i mean sounds like you're a believer even though the graphics aren't very good it's just so immersive it doesn't matter just because of the way it works and the mechanics of it yeah so today we're going to talk oh sorry go ahead go ahead oh no no i I was was gonna probably do the same thing you're about to do is like segue into into more um but yeah like the whole thing i found it really interesting actually do it i've followed it for a while like i like reading tech blogs and and you know i've been I, i know a bunch about it but I'd never done it myself, and, and it was like it was the first time I actually like full on headset, full on immersive experience, and I was like, wow, like this to, to kind of experience it firsthand was was really cool. Um, so now the things that I'm reading and the things that I have read kind of make a lot more sense. So much more context, right? So much more context because like I've heard from a lot of people that like, oh, this is the next big thing, and I kind of get it now. Like it, yeah. It, it definitely is. That's that's a good way of describing it because it's like if you're listening, you're like, I don't, I don't see it, and you haven't played, yeah. Or if you've played and you haven't had a like, maybe you got to play the right game. But it's like when you when you do it, you're like, I get like this is this is really really cool. Yeah, this is yeah, for yeah. sure going to be a thing. It's no question, right? So, mm-hmm. and I think you know the, I mean, what we're going to talk about today is a little bit like what could this future look like? I mean, from now to the Matrix, you know, because <laughs> <I mean? laughs> that's the ultimate VR world, right? Is the it is. Maybe it doesn't have to be so dystopian where the robots take take over, but <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. 
uh, is, is a preamble, right? Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, mm-hmm. I think, has said, who's kind of in hot water right now for, for other things, <laughs> but he has right. said, um, and he believes we're in a simulation right now, a virtual reality, because it seems like we'll be able to create the technology to do that ourselves someday. So it's either we're the first civilization or we're a subsequent one that's stuck in the VR of a previous civilization. And it's like probability <laughs> states that we are the latter. Right. right. So, but at any rate, um, that, Derek, when we started this, you said you didn't want to get too into the weeds. Yeah, that was and pretty then, deep into the weeds, wasn't it? And then you immediately jumped to that. To that. <laughs> that's right to the matrix end of it. Oh that's, man, that's, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's too right far. off the deep All right, end. let's get. Let's get. Let's look like you know, near term. What are we looking at for VR? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we obviously like our experience with it so far has been mostly gaming. Um, yeah. And that's where a lot of the industry talk is right now, because that's kind of what is the most um, readily available in the market right now. Totally. Right? Like, like the PlayStation has their VR headset. They do. Headset. That's right, too. Yeah. Have you, I guess you haven't used that. Hey, I wonder how no. that compares to standalone systems. I've seen demos and stuff. And like some of the games that I have for PlayStation, like in the in the downloadable content, have VR portions that i've obviously never tried because i don't have the headset um but it's it's very market accessible like you know you can get the there's a lot of different little vr headsets you can get for like even to put your phone in front of your eyes and do that Uh, you know there's different ones out there um even like my, my boss like i was talking to him today um at work and he actually in their household they have a really high end um i think it's the i think it's the oculus rift and they have actually a lot of the games in their home oh. that we, that we've played at that VR place. Really good for him. Yeah, so he he was aware of that zombie game and that bow and arrow one that you and Brittany have played a bunch. Um, him and his son play that at their house all the time. So he's got two headsets then. Yeah, so uh, like I was interested to hear that, and, and like I guess in, in some market sectors, like it is quite widespread. Like a fair a fair few people do have these headsets already. Um, and that's and that's kind of cool. I think with the gaming side of things, like we're really at kind of like like the beginning. Uh, for sure, we're at the beginning. But it, it's like you know the N sixty four compared to like the PlayStation four now. You know, like right, right. We're, we're we're at like the N sixty four like Sega Genesis stage of VR, and in the next couple console generations, like they're already talking about like the PlayStation five coming out not too far from now like it, it's going to be fully optimized for for vr, for VR. like like never like never before so it's it's like we're, we're at the beginning stages of all of that and like i think things like graphics and and like immersion will will definitely improve um i was even impressed with the one we did like you could pick up cans off tables and like you, like you pick up rocks like i was really trying to test the boundaries of it um and like i, I was trying to interact with everything i could and I was surprised at how much I could interact with already. Yeah, like it definitely exceeded my expectations. But and that's just gonna, that's just, gonna, just gonna improve. I think the wild yeah. thing though is is that, you know, I mean, gaming generally up to this point has been quite sedentary. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's evolved to be less solitary. Yep. Like this mm-hmm. is very group based gaming now. Oh, I feel like more sure. so. Those are the games that are quite are, are much more popular, anyways. Mm-hmm. But now it's gonna be moved f- from you know to be an actually a pretty good athlete with the reflexes and whatever <laughs> yep. will actually maybe be beneficial 
in, in, in sort of a gaming environment and have to have the stamina to continue playing for like, you know, how are you going to play for five hours when you've got to stand there with a headset on and actually physically do a lot of this stuff? Totally. And that sounds like pretty far off, but it's, it's really not like the, the tech is really moving quickly. And again, I was talking to my boss about this thing because he's quite techy and into all this. Um, him and his son are, are pretty big gamers. And uh, five years ago, he put a bunch of money behind a Kickstarter for a, a treadmill type device that was unidirectional. Like you could walk any direction. There was a harness on it, like that, like a little loop around you. So like you never right. walked off of it. And, and that was for, for virtual reality gaming. Okay. Um, they are in production, but in a very limited scale, and they didn't end up shipping to Canada. Oh. So he, did, he wasn't able to get one. But that was five years ago. And, and like tech like that has continually been worked on. The, the, the trick right now is like how to bridge that like mass market gap. And, and I don't think we're far from that. Like it might be another couple of years for sure. But like there's the treadmill component. There's even like there's different technologies though like people um, are looking into like like putting just a, a few sensors around your room. Mm-hmm. Like like this the same way that you would with like home theater speakers or something, right? right? Like right, right, right. Like you just set up a few sensors and then like the game knows where you are in real space. And then you just so ah, you don't need any any sort of physical hardware you, on your body. Exactly. Right. Right. So that kind of thing. Or you'd have the headset on to have the immersion visually, but movement wise, like it just tracks where you are. Like right. it knows oh, it knows true. where you like are. A wireless headset and and that te- and that technology's there. Like there's that business in town, um, that Kinetic Center. They're, they're they've gained international like renown for what they did with the Xbox Connect camera. Right. Um, so they're doing full physio um, diagnosis and assessment using the Connect camera, and they've found a way to like algorithmically like lock onto somebody and figure out exactly where their joints are. And they'll have them do basic exercises and be able to tell, like, okay, you're a little off alignment, or you know, like they they can they can figure out a huge amount of information based on your your body in, in visual space, or sorry, virtual space. Yeah. That's so like yeah. like the the tech is there. It's just a matter of like what Fleshing what it out right? and growing it. Exactly. Uh, one thing I looked up a YouTube video on. There's a company. I think they're out of Denmark. Um, a gaming company that they've built an entirely um, um, haptic suit. So it's like a ah, like ready player one. So you can ex- feel all the things that happen. Ex- exactly like that. So it's like the vibration <laughs> controller, but just applied all over your body. Interesting. See, that's, that, that would be something that would really help for the immersive experience as well. Oh, totally. And like, what's cool is like, I, I definitely think that like for sure within our lifetimes, like that's what gaming's gonna be. Yeah. Like that, it's clear that that's where it's going. Like it just, all of this stuff is kind of coming together. Um, the the better this stuff gets, the faster it gets, the smaller the tech gets. Like I think we'd be kind of foolish to think that it's not gonna end up there, totally or at least true. like close to there. You know. That direction. And I oh, mean, yeah. and that's the thing, right? Um, especially as soon as you start to think about these potential hardware solutions you, you talk about, you start to think about all the applications, right? Mm. My mind immediately went to, to the military. You know, let's maybe... Oh, man. You know, I, they're <laughs> yeah. always thinking about getting an auto, oh. autonomous army, a robot. And yeah. I honestly think the okay. strides we're making in artificial intelligence are okay. But it, I, 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 probably the best situation is the robot, but controlled by an actual soldier. 
mm-hmm. probably more intelligent than any you know can respond to and understand changing situations a little bit faster than any artificial intelligence we can develop can so yeah. now instead of um the soldier actually being in the field we've got some guy in a bunker somewhere or in a warehouse yeah. somewhere <laughs> controlling some sort of tech somewhere out in the field or whatever right and so yeah. that's well, I, mean, I mean that's that's that doesn't even seem like it'd be that hard to do oh no point, yeah. we're already we're already doing that with with drones right you know? like that that's what we're doing but like that military thing actually you're jumping ahead here i have that in my notes for, for <laughs> my <the> bad end. <laughs> but that's, that's interesting interesting way to bring that up though like there's a difference between like vr and ar like right. so aug- augmented reality versus virtual reality so right the gaming world is is predominantly in the virtual space right where they're you're it's taking you to a virtual world like yeah. a different place whereas augmented reality is just how it sounds like it's just overlaying reality or what you see or what you hear or whatever um with a technical component right so one thing that the military is doing currently and it's i read an article about it this afternoon um they just signed a, a 350 million dollar contract with microsoft um, to continue advanced development on the HoloLens. Oh. Um, and what, what they're talking about with that, and it's literally just like a video game. Like, I promise you, it is Call of Duty in real life. It is unreal. Like, they're putting, they're talking about, and they're already working on this stuff now, like a, a soldier's outfit completely equipped with sensors. Mm-hmm. So everyone has a unique identifier chip in their helmet. Um, your weapon, your all your gun, your gear all have chips in them that monitor their status and like ammo count, all that kind of stuff. So you're talking about a headset or like a, a piece of visual gear like that's in your helmet that comes over your normal visor that gives you a heads up display, like full out reading of, of the battlefield. So and then you pair that with AI and drones. Like so so let's say that in a combat situation you're close quarters, whatever, you know, in a street. You'll have a drone flying reconnaissance. They already do that. That's just common. Yep, yep. Flying reconnaissance, kind of like that eye in the sky sort of thing. Okay. So you you pair that with AI, and, and then you have that um, being able to detect where you are in that space and where your where your sol- fellow soldiers are. It can then detect like like the threats on the battlefield and feed that all to your visual display in real time. So you're getting like full battlefield readouts from the sky right to your right to your helmet interesting but the soldiers are still on the field totally yeah so ah. like but 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 you would like look over and just like you see on playstation like you'd like you'd see someone's gamer tag above their head you know that that guy over there is you know like with you and then it's identifying threats for you down the field so highlighting guys in red or you know like that's terrifying <laughs> Like opt- optimal cover positions, oh, right? Goodness. So, like, like with an AR algorithm, like if it knows that there's guys downfield, like a cluster of three of them over here and one of them over here, right, right, right. It's gonna be like your optimal cover is this building, a block ahead and to your right. Like, get to the roof there. Like it'll, like you know, in a video game, when it tells you where to go. It's like it's like that, but in there's real your time. mission, and then here's how you achieve your missions. And... Right, like way, ah. way, waypoint markers, and That's... like it so weird it, it's unreal <laughs> and like and that's i'm not talking about like science fiction like that's real stuff like uh, that, that's that's happening right now yeah and i mean i mean currently intel is super important on, on any battlefield but then it's going to be like okay which which side can own the air and own mm-hmm. the space so they can deliver the best intel to the guys on the ground and make sure that they totally can... ah, that's, that's wild 
so that's like that's like a crossover i think from like gaming to real life like like for the longest time like that that was that type of thing was yeah in the realm of, that's of almost gaming. scary because it's like you know when you describe that i feel like i would think well if i get shot then i'll just have to start over again from the beginning of this level <laughs> that's not the case in that situation <laughs> no not at all <laughs> I, I think that uh, actually being in the field would would be would feel a lot different yeah you're right <laughs> but what's interesting though even with that like if you want, want to break that down a little bit further like that kind of thing has already sort of been going on for a while like like i, I promise you i could pick up a number of real machine guns and know exactly what to do with them. Just <laughs> because Call of Duty? Totally. I know where the safety is. I know how to That's I know how to prime so it. Weird. I, I I know where the clip release is. I like I know about this stuff through video games. And like the crossover between those two worlds is like pretty real. Like I'm not a big gun guy or anything. Like I, I don't want to be in the military, but I'm just saying like that No, that's funny. Those worlds have collided in a and, big and way. You know what that reminds me of, if anyone recalls the old movie The Matrix? how whenever they needed to learn a new skill or something, mm -hmm. they would just quickly upload that skill into their brains via the computer. And it's kind of, <laughs> a, I mean, maybe not the same, but it's kind of similar. It'd be like, teach me how to fly a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. They would just upload that program into their brain and they knew how to fly a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. And like, I think there's a day coming where like, you know, we used to think that having like, here's my cell phone. Like we used to, like imagine telling somebody 10 years ago what the iPhone 10 could do. Yeah. Like they would think you were crazy. Yeah. You know, like it, that was 10 years ago, like or whatever, you know? So like, I don't think it's far fetched to think that we're going to have gaming systems and more like this just in our everyday lives very soon. So there's kind of like three categories and I'll, I'll just quickly segue here, but like there's, there's the gaming entertainment, there's okay. VR for business and there's VR for like social and communication. Okay. Um, so we're almost done. I think like gaming. Yeah. We talked about that. We all kind of understand that world. Okay. Um, there's a few other areas though with like entertainment that are worth mentioning just quickly, just to think about like they're interesting that, that I wasn't thinking about really, but um, sports events is a big yeah, one. Yeah, I, I could see that. You know, you have, so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so live sports events. So um, there are, they already exist. There are live cameras that you can set up at the corner of a ring or the corner of a, of a field um, or even like flying over the field like, like you have you know, in, in any sports game now that capture real time, um, space that you can interact with. Um, so a lot of like museums have this, like you can actually go to a website, uh, museums. Uh, um, I, I know like the, the new year's celebrations, um, at, like VR time, cameras set up and they have VR cameras set up. This has been going on for a few years already. Um, but where the industry is moving is like selling, um, like ringside, ticket prices yes. to people in their homes who are literally like you could I watched a little video on this this afternoon like you can literally sit in the corner of the fighter and like watch the whole fight yes. from that perspective and that's like, going to be huge because you can sell that seat a million billion times yeah like you can sell it you can sell the seat as many times <laughs> you know this bandwidth is the limit right so, yeah so yeah. so there's like sports events and live events that are, that are in the entertainment category that are like mean big dollars like that's a huge industry industry piece. oh yeah that one makes sense to me i and i've heard of major sports events having that option because even right now you can take your cell phone most yeah. phones i don't know if, if if iphone does it but then you can get a vr headset 
and then buy your VR game, and then I think yeah. you can watch you can watch on your your phone if you get the right headset for your phone totally. type or whatever. And so yeah, so yeah. that's already happening then, right? But like, yeah. just where is that going to go? It's going to be nuts. Like, and what's cool about that too is like, you, it feels like you're really there because like you, you can look around, like you yeah. can look behind you and see the guys in the crowd. Totally. I mean, I imagine in the future if you you could look, you know get into a game with some friends because that's a nice thing, and then you could look to your left and your right and you'll see people you know in your vr group at the game totally you can choose who's on your left and right around the game and you can chat and yep you know it would be it would be pretty cool it's what what does vr for business look like though what is that yeah okay so we can we can jump there there are a few other little things in entertainment we can skip them it's fine movies all that kind of stuff it'll be cool right right. Um, but yeah vr for business um that's a that's a really big one so right now um there's a lot of talk about like what it means for obviously different industries, different sectors, and it is different across the board, right? Like right. it might not be as applicable in some industries than others. Um, one of the main things that people are excited about is like business to business sales. Okay. Um, so let's say like business to business is typically things like manufacturing implements or you know uh, you know um, supply chain stuff for. Yeah. Everyone, I think everyone understands that, but it's really hard for salespeople in those situations to like really clearly demonstrate their competitive advantages. And what they're working on right now, a lot of these VR companies um, is is finding ways to like build interactive presentations that you could show up to a meeting with. Oh. Everyone puts on a headset, and instead of talking about what your like say your rollers for assembly lines can do. Um, you get to see them in action and like, nice. and then you don't, and then you don't need to actually have a physical space or a factory or like have downtime to demonstrate something. You can literally like map a real factory, put in your, your, um, and then this is what it's going to look like. You can design. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Totally. So they're already working on this. Like the design piece is interesting, like for, for architects and for any job that requires like visual collaboration. Yep. Um, so being able to strap on a headset go into a virtual space with people from anywhere who who have access to this they could be right beside you they could be across the world and being able to like physically walk through and and alter like blueprints and floor plans um and things like that um you're talking yeah like like um you could have a an interior designer from across the world step into your space and physically like design it like obviously virtually but like be in your space to feel it out to get a vibe for it like drop like ikea already has stuff like this like you can you can with your phone take a photo of your room and on their website virtually drop in furniture um Ah, right like you can see what it would look like in your room right so like that stuff's commonplace already or like just becoming popular and then, like you take that one step further, once like VR is more integrated, that'll just explode. Like there, like you could literally be in someone else's. You pop up a little camera. It'd be almost like like picture like a webcam now. Like you can just drop a camera in that room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit hit live feed. Have someone put on a headset, connect to that live feed, and be in that space. Absolutely, and then drop right? in whatever they need to to make it. Totally, totally, and that all and that all depends on the program. Oh, that's gonna um, be huge. Man. So like that's VR, like AR, like augmented reality comes into that as well. Totally, um, that makes sense. Right. So like I've already worked with this a little or seen this in action. I was at a tech conference for my past job 
um, a couple of years ago now, and I, I, w- I had the Microsoft HoloLens on, and uh, there was a table in front of me, uh, an empty table, but when I put the HoloLens on, like it was full of like building blocks and like all these things. Cool. And, and it knew where my hands were. And I was I, I collaboratively built a tower with someone else um, in the room. So like her, her and I were sitting across the table from each other. We put on the HoloLens. We saw our building materials. And then we, we like we built this tower together. And, and then we were able to save that image and export it as a 3D render um, just like in, in real time. So like that that's huge like like picture an architecture firm picture an education you know like it's huge for collaboration and it, it it's pretty gnarly um and then like with business too like training is a huge thing um so for for trades for for surgery for um you know technical equipment operation for um pilots all that kind of stuff you know like you have you have really advanced virtual simulators or virtual um virtual worlds strap on a headset and you're right there um, you know, interacting with it like you really would with, with no consequences. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. And like you could go on and on. Like any basically picture any sales job that has like a a really either in like actually intangible works. Like let's let's say you're trying to explain cloud computing to somebody, right? You'd have your development firm that you're working with to build a 3D model or 3D like uh, some sort of interactive presentation that you can take people through. You know, it's kind of like the next step of presentations, I guess. It, yeah, for yeah. Sense. yeah. Interesting. And, and like even in, in my world, um, we're already using this. Like uh, we have, we do. And that's, uh, that's in, in uh, home sales. Yeah, in, in real estate. Like we, yeah. we have a, uh, it's called the Matterport 3D camera. Mm-hmm. And, and you can go through a space. It's on a tripod and you set it up. You press scan and it captures it in 3D, and then you move the tripod, and basically just over time get the whole house built in 3D space. And then at trade shows, what we do is we have two virtual reality headsets. You put them on, and and you can pick to tour like our floor plans, or and walk through our homes in real time. That's and they're so not cool. and they're not just renders; like it's photos, like uh, like thousands. It's actually, of- what you would see if you went in the home. Yeah, it's literally the the house. So it's to scale, like, and you can get a feel for exactly how big it'll be. And yep, yeah, for sure. You set the you set the camera to like a person's average height. Um, it has it has lenses on the top and bottom, so like you can look down, you can look up. Like you're literally in the home. That's so like, cool. And we actually at a trade show, we actually sold a house um, based on that. The guy was a little skeptical; he wasn't quite sure. Older gentleman, he had never even heard of VR. And then he, he was just, like, "This house looks great. I'll buy yeah. it." He put the headset on. He loved it. He thought it was really great. Um, his wife was a little scared. She almost, she thought she was going to fall down the stairs. Um, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Oh, um, man. We often have people telling jokes about using the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. But yeah, like the guy was so convinced after seeing the tour, like sight unseen, was kind of like, yeah, this is this is it. I can really picture this. And a week later, he wrote a deal. Um so like we're we're using VR right now for our business. Yeah, that makes sense in the real estate. I think if most people go to most MLS listings, yeah, um, MLS what we use in North America, you'll see there's a number of them now where they have the option to virtual do a virtual tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I watched the thing about like going back to that sales piece with other industries, like that whole factory thing was like the main thing they explored, um, just about the idea of like walking a client through a factory, 
in inverse reality and like and like having swappable demos it's like you know with your old piece of equipment this is what your assembly on looks ah, like ah yeah right? now with your and new like, piece this is what with the new piece like. and like you just drop it into the simulation and you're literally like if it'd be like you're standing on the assembly line and like you picture that with like improved graphics and what well, actually what they're doing um they, they what do they call it i think i have the tab open here ah oh, shoot i closed it oh inception no, Inception VR is more on the entertainment piece. What that company is doing is they're going to live events and like capturing them in like full HD. Oh, cool! So you can go there. Um, there, that's where I learned about the ringside stuff. Um, they go to concerts. They do it at right, concerts. Right, right, right. Um, okay, so where's that? Where's the? There's a name of a company that's really interesting. Anyway, it might take me a while to find it. But what they do is they they specialize in mapping spaces. So. You could have them come anywhere you'd like, and and they they would really really beautifully render and map a real space. That's cool. And, and, and like virtually reconstruct it however you'd like, um, so it looks and feels real. That's wild. I mean, it's clear that you know as this technology becomes more affordable, because it's some yeah. hardware limitations and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're just we're just breaking the surface. That it's going oh, yeah. to be, be ubiquitous. That it's it's going to really revolutionize because we're just going to be able to visually enjoy so many things in mm-hmm. far off places. But there's got to <laughs> be some bad things that come with the this bus. VR technology, right? Now, my the, the 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 most obvious ones, and I'm not as cynical to believe that this is an inevitability. But you know, like like in that, uh, did you ever see Wall-E? That mm-hmm. Disney Pixar movie where all the people in the world no longer pay attention to anything; they just sit on these, um, I don't know, like automated wheelchairs and look at their screens and right. whatever. Or, you know, I've heard a number of dystopian stories about um, us developing VR technology that's so immersive that yeah. it's, it's it, in, in many ways indistinguishable from the real world and nobody wants to spend time in the real world because mm-hmm. you can't be the king of your own made-up world in the real world. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I think As, there could definitely be some... some downsides there you're right like yeah it, i guess that whole thing about being in your own world and like being better than reality um hmm. or is that huh. a bad thing yeah well that's interesting is that like, is that is that an old way of thinking am i you know it's like oh well, that's what i'm trying to yeah you know maybe we're getting into the ether again but it's like if we try to take any sort of preconceived values from it is it so bad if someone's like, you know what, my life, I enjoy my life better in the VR world. I'll come out when I need to, but I prefer right. to spend my time there. That's right, and, and and is that a is bad that terrible? Thing? Is that so terrible? I don't hmm. know. Like the knee jerk reaction to it, I think now is that yeah, that does sound bad or not right, but right, but like who are we to say that? Hmm. Like, I bet you if you're to tell somebody, and again, this is the way I like to think about all this kind of stuff. It doesn't matter what the issue is, like a, a social issue or whatever it is. I always try to like, really try hard to think about what was it like 50 years ago? What's it going to be like 50 years from now? Right. Right. So I don't know. I'm thinking right now, like the fact that if you were to tell somebody a, a bunch of years ago that you and I, who live in the same city, okay. are are Skyping. Right, we're, we're we're not we're like you explain to them like we're spending time together, but we're not actually in the same room. Not at all. We can see each other. We can talk, and we're recording it, and we're going to put it on the internet. Right. 
So but it's like, like the radio. Well, <laughs> it's like the radio. <laughs> they'd be like, well, why wouldn't you just go see him? Like you live in the same city, or yeah, yeah, or yeah. like for sure, I explain to someone that like most of our communication is like text based or whatever. I, I don't know. Like there, there has to be things that we're doing now that people previous to us would have thought were were crazy, was dumb. That's true, and dumb. So like, who are we to think that like in the future that those things you know that we think are dumb won't be i don't know you're right i mean to an extreme here's just me yeah, yeah. off stuff um you know our population is increasing at an increased you know huge rate exponentially growing still we're almost it's almost at eight billion seven and a half billion mm-hmm. um and we take up a lot of resources but <laughs> if we spent eight hours a day in a vr world we would be okay with you know maybe a 10 by 10 apartment where <laughs> I don't need to have tons of good food. I don't need I don't need high resource intensive meats and right. and stuff like that. I just <clears throat> need the basic sustenance because in yeah. my VR world I have a mansion and I eat all the best food. <laughs> and I don't know the difference. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I'm just saying right. like you you don't it, you don't you can maybe make sure people don't overuse the resources available to them on the real world if they can you know have that have that extravagance. Right. I don't know. That's and if, that's... It could be, and if it could be real enough that like it, Yeah, you it, can't it's... tell the difference anyways, so yeah. Right. Well another way to think about it, like what about with um like shut ins or elderly or the disabled? Oh, totally, totally. Right? Like that's a like, good one. V- virtual escapes in in those settings are probably very healthy things. Like I, I know there's a whole that's kind of the third point there is like that social and communication aspect. There's a whole growing um, field of VR for um, therapeutic and um, like meditative reasons, or um, you know, uh, you know, uh, psychology and you know, again, th- therapy. Uh, using it for a form of escapism or dealing with problems or facing fears or whatever else, right? Um, so if if you if you picture if you take that virtual escape idea from that perspective, maybe there's uses for it for it there yeah yeah i mean it's it's gonna be interesting yeah I for think sure i see a lot of i saw a lot of bad a lot of you know like well, right now if something doesn't work out you've got to learn how to deal and figure it out and <laughs> so you're saying a lot of to. you're saying like a lot of bad perhaps like from that social side of things where what will real life become like if yeah. it gets if it gets too good yeah kind of yeah. i mean i don't know it's one of those things just like most technologies where we're going to have to just sort of figure it out as we go and develop uh, successful ways to cope. And, mm-hmm. you know, like we've had to do with our, having our smartphones with us all the time and <laughs> exactly. learning how, how to be polite and proper social settings with cell phones. And I don't know, you know, it's one of those things where I don't, I'm never a fan of putting your head in the sand and saying, this is a bad thing. I feel like that's stupid, right. but at the same time, we do need to recognize there's going to be some challenges, and we're going to have to to grow with the technology, right? So. Oh yeah, there's going to be there's going to be some some things to get used to. That's for sure. But I I don't think it's like you can't deny. I don't think anymore that like it's stuff like this is going to have like the stuff we've been talking about. I I don't think we're as far off from it as some people might think, and and I don't think it's like as science fiction as we once thought. Right. Like I, I think that's like kind of the matrix yeah. is in our lifetime. It's possible in our lifetime. Maybe not like the full out matrix, but something that level of VR indistinguishable. 
from the real world. If they could hook you up to a machine that provided you with food and sustenance, you wouldn't know you weren't alive. <laughs> well, I guess it all that comes down to intention, you know, like because what you're talking about there is again mostly in like the gaming and entertainment side of things, and this has been like an ongoing conversation in the gaming world, like the 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 split between realism escapism and like just enjoyment so a lot of like some some studios and some people are after like as much realism as they can get right but there's there's a reason why games like um mario and minecraft and um and 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 and, and Fortnite and games like that are so successful and popular is because really at the end of the day i think what the vast majority of people really care about is it's just a a good well-built like mentally stimulating um you know rewarding experience entertainment wise interesting Um, so it's to be so real right it's not necessarily about the pursuit of realism and some games like say red dead redemption or whatever are trying to do that or grand theft auto Right, but but they're not, but, but they're never gonna get there, you know. And like, and I think we're like, um, let's look at the best example ever of of virtual of a virtual attempt at realism. It was Star Wars Rogue One. They recreated, um, I forget the actor's name. They they oh recre- that old guy right yeah they recreated Grand Moff Grand Moff Tarkin. I know his name in Star Wars because that's me. I'm a nerd. Um, they recreated Tarkin, and he looked. It looked really good. Like it was. It was the best we've ever seen in terms of like, you know, human recreation. But there's just something off about it. Like, there's like subtle like eye movements and just things that like you know you're looking at a real person when you are. And I'm not saying like again. I, I think the technology can obviously improve to such a crazy level that we wouldn't recognize it. But I feel, I feel like there's, there'd always be something missing. I, I think. Yeah. No, that's that, fair. that like a, a person who is mentally healthy would, would probably able not to tell the difference. No, they, well, not that, not that they'd be able to tell the difference, but that they would not want to give up real life. Ah, I see. Well, you are very not cynical my friend <laughs> it depends depends on the topic perhaps on this i'm not <laughs> yeah i mean i meant yeah. specifically about this that is a very noble and hopeful yeah. <laughs> yeah i just think what i'm trying to say is i think the separation will will still remain quite clear and and, and if industries that are trying to carve out a vr space um, you know, in, in the business world and in things like for things like training and for um, tourism and, That's you know, another big one, I bet. Yep. All, all those different sectors that this could touch. It, it doesn't become just a gaming or escapism tool. It becomes like a, a more like in, an integrated part of, right. of, of life. Right. Um, yeah. So I guess that's maybe the way to sum that point up. But yeah, I think that maybe there are there are things to be I don't know unsure about. Definitely, like I don't know what it's gonna look like, <laughs> but no, who knows? Sure, man. It, it could it could be terrible. Who knows? Ah, that's interesting. Well, we'll have to check back in a couple of years. And hey, mm-hmm. I'm recommending anybody who's listening right now find a local VR arcade. Yeah, give it a shot. 
talk to the guy there, get him to set you up with a couple of the more popular games. And it, it's a little bit, you know, you're paying, I don't know, two bucks a minute, maybe, maybe not quite that much, but yeah, uh, but it's fun. It is a lot of fun. It's and, a lot of fun. And, and, and you'll it's see, like the... you'll see what all the hype is about it's more than just hype. You'll, you'll see the hype and then you'll get that real sense that, that I think that I got, like, you know, this is the beginning of something really cool. And, and has, I think I've been, again, reading about it and hearing about it for a while now, but I, I didn't really get it till I had spent that full hour, you know, in that virtual world. Like, That's you know, awesome. this could, this could really be That's something. Awesome. We yeah. got to go. We'll, we'll go. We'll get the wives together. Let's go. Kill yeah. Some zombies or shoot some let's, orcs or something. Or... Well, let's make it a double date. Sounds save, good. Save Middle Earth. Hey, and Travois <laughs> and, and, uh, is right next door. Oh, man. There you go. Do you drink before or after? I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe a little and bit. Travois is a local brewery. Yeah. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, thanks for giving us the lowdown on VR. Yeah. I mean, that's just, again, I'm no expert on it. I just, uh, there's a lot of interesting reads out there. I encourage you guys to, you know, get into it on your own. Um, there's a lot of industries and a lot of like facets of life that I think this will touch. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff out there and really like, it, again, I've just kind of been reading about it and it's always fun, like just to speculate and just to think about the possibilities, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. really impressive. And, and right now we're in the imagination stage. If we we are. That where it's and, like, and if you want to, if you want to bring this right back down to kind of the heart of your podcast, like if you look at all of the major acquisitions and a lot of the major industry, um, you know, movement going on right now in Silicon Valley and the tech world, it all has to do with VR. Not all of it, but like a good majority of it does. Uh, VR or related, like kind of um, subsidiary VR components, like things like AI and deep learning and. Hmm. Um, hmm. all of that, like the whole industry is, is kind of moving that direction in big ways. And there's some truly massive, like I was looking over some articles today from like top executives and kind of like, uh, industry, industry leaders, like outlining just how many little like companies are, are all wrapped up in these huge acquisitions. And like you know, studio X is working on like, um, eye, like motion eye tracking within a headset to make movement feel more natural that you don't get sick. Like there's a studio working just on that and they got bought up by like three other big studios that are working on things that are similar. Oh. And like there, there's a ton of moving and shaking going on acquisition wise. Um, and the major players, you know, that we all know, like Google and Facebook and everyone, they're obviously involved and there, there's something here. Like it's not just, it's not just like little niche yeah. sectors of the market. It, it's anymore. a pretty, it, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's big. So the next question is, are you going to buy the PlayStation VR set, or are you going to get one of the um, HTC Vives or the Oculus Rift? Or are you still waiting for the next generation? Um, I'm not going to get anything in the near future. I think I'm going to wait till the next generation. Yeah. Um, I, I still like a good old fashioned like controller in the hands, um, you know, tactical like kind of tactile experience like that. Um, I think what it come down to for me to make the leap is um, depth in the games. Um, like there's just a really rich, um, you know, depth and complexity to traditional console games that the VR world isn't quite at yet. That's true. The, they're gonna get there, but you know, I don't think I'll buy into it for the next couple of years for sure. Like yeah. the place, yeah, PlayStation Five is coming out I think next year, and they're talking a lot about you know what it's gonna be like with VR. So we'll see what happens then. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 
All right. Well, sorry, listeners. No stock talk today. We went over time. <laughs> oh, did we? Well, no. That, there's no real time limit. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> we do what we want. It's our podcast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but, yeah, stock talk next week. Thanks again, Caleb, for guest hosting, mm-hmm. covering for Maddie when he's slacking. Appreciate yeah. it. That guy's always slacking. Well, you know, sometimes more <laughs> than more, more than others. So, <laughs> All right, yeah, listeners. Yeah. Hey, leave us a review. Hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what you think about VR. Yeah, let's do that. And sorry for the dig there, Matt. I love you. <laughs> Talk to you guys later.